What's going on, everybody? And welcome back. Season three, episode 20 of Hit the Books podcast, all about sports betting. Bets you should be taking in everything surrounding sports. We're here for the wild card weekend in the NFL. Six games this week for teams battling to get into that divisional round. Two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday. It's going to be an electric weekend here. Lots of action on each game, and we're excited for it. Lots of news out of uh, the college football world, as well as the NHL and other power rankings that we have for this week. But let's jump right into this week's episode and introduce my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Mackie, let's start off with you this week. What's happening, buddy? Nice to hear from you again this week. Yes, regular season came and gone. I told you guys it would go by quick, and it definitely did. But uh, looking forward to the wild card round. Uh, Cowboys sitting in a good spot, won their division, two seed, um, home seven, seven and a half point favorites against the Packers. So I'm feeling good coming into the week. Uh, I know uh, those Yinzers up there found a way into that playoff spot as well. You know, Mike Tomlin always figures it out. Patriots down year, but I'm sure they'll be back soon. They always have uh, they always have Bill Belichick in the back, in their back pocket. So, um, but other than that, just excited to get into this wild card round. Excited to get into playoff football and uh, yeah, just get going. Heck yeah, I love to hear from you. Like I said, Ace, let's send it over to you here this week. Number two, what do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, ready for some NFL playoffs here. Going to be some elite football. Nice to see the the Josh Allen Bills get in. I know you guys were on the wrong side of that one, but it was a great game nonetheless. Um, tough week in week 18. Probably shouldn't have touched it that much. I mean, that's a strange week with everybody sitting. A lot of different implications um, getting boned all over the place in that one. So crazy to see the Jaguars lose, but ready to get going and excited to talk another week here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Huff, finish it off for us here before we jump into uh, the wild card weekend here. What do you got for us? Yeah, obviously, like uh, Mackie says, Steelers Steelers find a way to sneak in. Another week of watching the Steelers play football, see what they can do on Sunday. Tough matchup, biggest underdog of the weekend. But uh, the way we like it, Mike Tomlin heading up as a road underdog. We'll take our chances uh, as the Steelers find a way in. Uh, it's all you can ask for is a chance, and uh, Steelers will get that on Sunday against a pretty elite matchup in Buffalo. Heck yeah, lots of good stuff there, guys. Let's jump right into the NFL here this week. Like I said, it's wild card weekend. But here in week 18, we had some different things happening. Starting off, the Tennessee Titans have fired coach, head coach Mike Vrabel for after six seasons with the team. Vrabel was released from the team after they stated they were looking to move him in a trade. However, they felt that that would have taken too long. Vrabel will be one of the NFL's most sought-after free agent coaches in the 2024 offseason. Curious to hear what you guys think here coming out of Tennessee. Ace, why don't you get us cooking here? I'll tell you what, I'm surprised to see them move on from such a good coach and Mike Vrabel, but I didn't know they want to hit the reset button down there in Tennessee. But Bill Belichick, a lot of rumors about him. So if there's one person that I would take besides Bill, it would be Mike Vrabel um, in New England. So those are. I'm hoping that it ends up that way somehow. I mean, I would be fine to run it back with Bill, but imagine you put a full reset on, new front office, new coaching staff, let Vrabel bring in his guys. Then you revamp that offense. They have some good pieces up there. I'd like to see that, but I think Vrabel has a will have a lot of suitors. I just I I I think that would be great. I mean, New England obviously has had a great coach for the past twenty years, and it'd be great to have another great coach like Mike Vrabel coming in. I just don't think it's a situation that Mike Vrabel really wants to go into. He just kind of came from a situation just like that. They're in a tough division, even though Titans aren't really in a tough division. They're in a tough tough division up there in the AFC East. Um, playing from behind, he's gonna have to start from scratch almost. Uh, I, I think it would probably, I just think it's not really what he's looking for, but I think, I mean, wherever Mike Rabel goes, uh, you're getting, a, you're getting a good coach. Do you think he's going to be a coordinator or a head coach? I feel like there'll be a lot of people that would be in the market for him. They said, uh, Washington, Vegas, uh, obviously your Patriots were up there, Atlanta now firing Arthur Smith here. They're, they're in the picture. Um, there, there's a lot of teams. I definitely think 
Uh, I, I keep saying, I think Atlanta's a, an enticing free agent market for a coach quarterback. I think that's a good opportunity for a coach to slide in there, but uh, we'll get into our next point, obviously about, about the Falcons before I kind of make the rest of my point. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons have also fired their head coach, Arthur Smith, after three seasons with the team. Smith failed to get this team going with young superstars all over the field. Uh, Atlanta could be an enticing free agent opening for a coach this summer. Like Huff said, uh, the opportunity for a coach to come in, draft their quarterback in the first round, sign a veteran, lots of different moves that they could make. What do you guys think about these these Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, so that's like kind of what I was alluding to. I think this would be a good spot for uh, if Vrabel is going to be looking for a head coach. Ace, obviously, you guys have a top three pick. I uh, just I just don't think Atlanta's as far off as most people think. Kind of like Mackie said, they're in a bad division. Uh, they could easily step in and win that division next year if you come out and get a good young quarterback. We saw what the Texans did this year. Uh, who's to say that couldn't be? The Atlanta Falcons next year with guys like Bijan, we saw him have a huge game in Week 18. Uh, they just kind of underused him throughout the season. Drake London, Kyle Pitts started to come on towards the end of the season. I definitely think Atlanta is going to be one of the most sought-after head coaching vacancies. You got to think the division is going to be wide open. You got to think exactly. what, they, what are they going to do though? I mean, you have Desmond Ritter, you have Taylor Heineke. I don't think either of them are a good option. You have a quarterback. Oh, yeah, the new Michael coach, Penix Jr. in Atlanta. Yeah. New coach is drafting a quarterback or signing someone for sure. Kirk Cousins, you could even get a veteran stabilizer. Kirk Kirk still got his job up in Minnesota. (laughs) No, but they might be moving on. Russ, too. Yeah, Russ is going to be a big market. Huff, that was your prediction earlier this year, too. Yeah, I would love to see Vrabel and Russ team up in Atlanta. I think it'd be cool. It'd be a cool matchup with all the guys, like I just said, Bijan, and they get a good defense to go along with it. Name a division with more question marks than the NFC South heading into the offseason. Exactly. Now. Like, just go there and take over. Like, if one of those NFC South teams would truly just like go all in on a rebuild and like say, fuck it, all right, next season, like the Atlanta Falcons would have did that this year and had a way better pick than try to be in that division race. They really could have be putting a yeah, put themselves in a better spot. But I think they're in a pretty good spot. They have a lot of young players. They got guys like Jesse Bates to go there. They still have Kalias Campbell, I believe, down in there on the D line. Uh, they they have pieces on that defense too, so I, I think this is a young team on the up and coming. Once they get the right head coach and a and a quarterback under center, two huge ifs, but uh, I definitely think it's going to be not as hard as it seems. I think that's a that's a team that will fall into place pretty quick. We got another head coach firing here. The Washington Commanders have fired their head coach Ron Rivera. Rivera's time in Washington, he experienced three name changes, two ownerships. Three starting quarterbacks and a 26-49-1 record as head coach in Washington. So pretty uh, interesting roller coaster of a career there for sure. What do you guys think about this one? Ace, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I mean, kind of reminds me of the way that Cam Newton's career kind of uh, ended. It went downhill ever since that that moment for both of them. But I think he'll rebound at least as a coordinator somewhere else. I don't know about you guys, but great move by Washington there. Um, they have a lot of young pieces and couldn't really make anything of it. Had to end up selling so many of their top-end picks. Got to get rid of that coach. I think it's another team that has a bunch of nice pieces on offense. They're just a couple pieces away on defense. I think, uh, I think you go another season with how I'm seeing here that they're they're projected to draft May or uh, Jaden like Daniels how. with that second two you pick. You build around two pick. You I have Sam. Like to build around him. You build around Sam Howell. He's shown signs of greatness left and right. He slings the football. He's confident in his game. You have a young quarterback like that on a terrible team. You got to stick with that guy and build around him. I know you just sold your defense, but. Build he that line. reminds me. It hit I don't protection. know if this is a good or a bad comparison, but he kind of reminds me of Baker when Baker was leading that Browns team. Like he's not the best quarterback, but he's definitely not the worst. 
Baker won a little more. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He was, on a, way, he was on a better roster. But the big yeah. arm aspect part of it, like he can throw. Yeah, he's a little mobile. Ella has his weapons. I mean, you you have uh, Robinson in the backfield who t- takes a lot of weight. You obviously Terry have Terry McLaurin, McLaurin, John Dotson, yeah, Curtis have Samuel. The they have the offensive weapons there. It's just you got to build that line. That defense, obviously, they sold their two best players. You got to completely rebuild that defense. Washington's not too far off either. I don't think Ron Rivera is the best coach. I don't think he's the best answer. I think that he's going to find himself in a coordinator job. I don't think he's going to find himself a head, head coaching spot with the way he's bounced around. Coordinator but, job on a good team. Yeah, definitely. I think he's still a valuable asset to a team. It's just I don't think he's the head coach any team is really looking for right now. But I don't, I, I don't think Washington's that many years out. I think Sam Howell could definitely be a, a thorn in the Cowboys' side for the next 10 years, to be honest. In the, the Cowboys, I mean, the Redskins have been in the, the mix for a top-end coach for a while now. I think they're finally going to land at least a decent team. They should. They can definitely get something going over there with, with Sam Howell. I, I like Sam Howell. I'm big on him. That'll be interesting to follow. There's a few more dominoes in the coaching puzzle to fall, though, I think. Well, the big dog's got to make the moves first. So remember when KD was the free agent and everyone was just waiting for him to sign so everyone else could sign? Same thing. <laughs> That's about all we got here so far in the coaching world, but we'll definitely have more in the coming weeks. Let's jump into these power rankings here going into wild card weekend. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the Buffalo Bills. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers. Coming in at number one, the Baltimore Ravens. What are we thinking about this one here, boys? Again, coming into wildcard weekend here, our power rankings. What do you guys think? What's crazy is I think this was our, I don't know the exact order, obviously. I don't think we had the Ravens at one, but I think this was our preseason uh, week one power rankings was these five teams, if I'm, if I'm not correct. Mackie, I'll let you kind of take off, but I'm going to look up our week one rankings. I'm pretty sure these are the exact five teams we had coming into the they were definitely something right around there. Definitely not in the right order, but yeah, I like this ranking. Um, I I mean the Cowboys, Bills, you can interchange them. One and two is obviously one and two. I think the Chiefs kind of slid their way in here just by other teams underperforming. I think you could definitely could have put the Browns here, but coming into the playoffs, I mean, those top three teams, I think those are definitely the scary teams you got to look out for. Um, those quarterback, or I wouldn't say Brock Purdy per se, but Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott playing incredible football. You don't want to run into either one of them. And we know what the Niners can do, obviously. And they're running through um, San Francisco mm. the entire playoffs. So um, definitely the top three teams to worry about, in my opinion. Ace, what do you think about this? Also, yeah, Mackie, I, real quick, let me cut in here. It's not. It was not the same five teams. Our week one was Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Bengals, Ravens. No way the Bills were in our top five coming into the season. Yeah. I thought they were. I thought they but were. They, the they, uh, they should have known the Eagles, too. Yeah, yeah I was they, thinking. They, I was they like, they were forgetting someone. They've been storming back all year, the Bills. I mean, I've been high on them. I said a while ago, I said if they get into the playoffs, they could win the whole damn thing. I know it's the Bills, so when it comes to the Super Bowl, they don't. But they've they've come, and now they've taken the division. A great seed. They're in the two spot, right? That's that was the main thing. For a Bills team that that was the main thing was, was getting that two seed because they were not a good road team. They're, them and Dallas are kind of the same teams. They play very good football at home. Mm-hmm. Not the best football. Very uh Staggerty football on the road. They both found a way to win their divisions. Obviously, we didn't expect either one of them to, but I would not be surprised if we see a Cowboys Bills matchup in the Super Bowl. This yeah, year. then somebody has to win, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll probably be the Bills, but um, I don't know. I got I gained a lot of confidence with the Cowboys getting this two seed. I think that playing home until they got to go to San Francisco, obviously, we're going to need something there, um, some fluke shit because San Francisco is a better team than us if we're playing in, in San Francisco, no doubt. But um, I, I don't know. I think that we can definitely I, I think that this could be this is Dallas's best chance that I've been alive with. 
This is their yeah, best chance. Your platform. Let us hear it. Let us hear since it. I've been home I, or since it'll I've been be a your fan. platform and, to cry on too. Yeah, it, uh, it'll be my pr- platform to cry on in about two, three weeks. But right now I'm going to say Hopefully this is not one. Game. We know what it's this, like when the Green Bay Packers visit the Dallas Cowboys. And if, in, and if we're in the postseason, if we're being honest, I think Dak Prescott deserves MVP as well. No, okay. no discredit to Lamar okay. Jackson. You put up you put up numbers to numbers. Dak Prescott is. And if you think about it, you take Lamar Jackson off the Baltimore Ravens. You take Dak Prescott off the Cowboys. Cowboys are 10 times worse than that Ravens team is. I think when it comes down to it, I think, I think Lamar on the Cowboys. I, I don't think that would I mean what has Dak done? Like Dak has done things that like I, I don't think any other quarterback in the league could do this year. Yeah, he lost to the Cardinals. Yeah, that was week three. I'm trying yep. to find this stuff. I don't know. It's going to be a telling point. I, I, no, I but I did don't... have a good question. I did have a good question about these points here. Our top five, which of these teams do you think falls first in uh, the playoffs? Of these top five, which team loses first? Yep. Mackie's like, oh man, is it the Cowboys? No, it's it's not. I, I was gonna say the Chiefs get bounced first round, but the fact that it's negative nine degrees and they're playing the Dolphins at home, I don't think they're gonna lose. But um, I, I mean, I'd the say Chiefs, are, Chiefs are clearly the weakest team here. It's like not yeah. even really close. I'd say Chief, I'd say Chiefs or Buffalo, just because the road's tougher in the AFC than people think. It is. Yeah, it is. You, you, I mean, Cowboys can get they can run into Green Bay, and then. Tampa Bay before they have to see the Niners. That's well, if the Cowboys easy. have to play the Eagles in round two, though. That's I'm I'm I'd rather play uh, the Eagles than Tampa Bay right now. Oh no way! How have you watched the last six weeks of Eagles football? No, I know just the Eagles and the Cowboys in the playoffs. Devontae Smith, me the and we beat them thirty-three to thirteen at home. I they they aren't a threat right now. They're they're clearly not. They're they're not. If they come out and they and they and they smoke the the Bucks like they've been playing the first eleven weeks of the season. Then you gotta reevaluate. But that team right now, nobody's scared of. There's not one team that's scared of them right now. No, agreed, agreed. Good points there, but I like this list heading in. Last question on uh, my point for the power rankings heading into the playoffs. Which team do you think slots in at number sixteen heading into the playoffs? Last. We mean last worst team heading into the playoffs. Well, isn't there fourteen teams? So 16, yeah, there's 14. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, I'm thinking of the NHL, NBA. Yeah, you're thinking NHL, NBA. I do the same thing. Um, I mean, you, gotta, I, 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 you gotta say the Steelers are the bottom. I team the biggest I underdog. Say the Steelers, yeah, probably the Steelers. Well, I don't think the biggest underdog in, uh, aspect is the biggest part of it. I'd just say the Steelers are the weakest team in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, I go Steelers, especially without TJ Watt. That's one. Steelers, Packers, then you probably go Bucks. Maybe Browns. No, Browns are top seven. We'll see. They could lose to the Texans in the first round. They could, yeah, but. You don't oh, want let's to get into the these games. I'm excited to talk about them. Alrighty, let's jump into these games here. Starting on Saturday, one p or sorry, four thirty p.m. We have the Browns and the Houston Texans in Houston. The Browns are the favorite, two and a half points for them, minus one forty two on the money line. Texans plus one twenty on the money line. Total at forty four and a half. Trends I have here: Browns have played nine straight road overs and covered six straight as the favorite. Over seven and one in the past eight Browns conference games. Texans 9 and 3 against the spread in their past 12 versus the Browns and the Texans 10 and 4 against the spread in their last 14 as the underdog. Who wants to get us rolling here our first matchup here at Wild Card Weekend 4:30 p.m. on Saturday. Mackie, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Browns. I just said they're a top 7 team in the playoffs. I think that they're definitely one to one to reckon with. They have the best defense. Okay, maybe not. Maybe the Niners are the best defense in the playoffs, but definitely a top 2 defense in the playoffs. 
Um, you're going up against a rookie quarterback. I know I faded him last week pretty heavy. I know he uh, he had a very good game, but definitely a different situation. You're going up against a, a top two defense, like I said. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think Joe Flacco is going to ball out. What, what better story than Joe Flacco going to Cleveland and making a Super Bowl run, right? Um, I wouldn't go that far just yet, but I think they get out of this wild card game. I think they're the better team overall. I know they're going on the road, but give me the Browns minus two. All right, yeah, so I saw a stat here uh, that uh, teams have missed the playoffs the previous year and win their division, so the Texans fit this, are not very good against the spread coming into this wild card round uh, historically, as well as rookie quarterbacks, obviously, uh, in the first round of the playoffs have not been too good, so I am going to go with the Browns here. I think Flacco stays hot, excuse me, but I think the Browns stay hot. I think that defense gets the job done. I think they frustrate C.J. Stroud. I think not having Tank Dell is going to obviously catch up to these Texans. Nico Collins has stepped in a bit of a really good option for C.J. We saw him go for that deep ball for the first touchdown against the Colts last week. I think this uh, the Browns are going to win a really close. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, too. Playoffs, you know, you're not going to see C.J. slinging those 65-yard routes. I think you're going to try to play a little bit safer if you're D'Amico Ryans. This Browns defense is pretty intimidating. We saw what they did to the Texans a couple of weeks ago, yet no C.J. Stroud in that game. I am on the Browns here to go back to Houston and get the job done again. Give me the Browns minus the two and a half points. Yeah, I figured you both would be on the Browns here, and good reason, too. That defense is electric. Um, Joe Flacco stepping in and playing the great game manager role, even inflating his stats a bit with that Amari Cooper connection. But for some reason, I just keep leaning to these Houston Texans, and I'll tell you why. It's because of C.J. Stroud, the rookie of the year who led his team to a division title in his first season. D'Amico Ryan, shout out to him too. But this is really the C.J. Stroud point. I think he might be able to go on a little run of his own. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. He's going to have to lead some comeback drives, and he's got to be slinging the rock pretty often. But if he can get Woods, Collins, and Brown healthy, I'd like that they're at home too. Massive that this game isn't in Cleveland, or I think there's no shot that the Texans win this one. But I think it being away from Cleveland, not even the fact that it's at home, the fact that it's not on the road is a reason that the Texans can win. Cause I don't think their home field advantage is too big, but I think there's value in them as, as they're going to be uh what's the line on this game again? Two and a half. Yeah. So I, I like them to cover that. They're, they're, they're underdogs though, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I thought. I like them. I like them on the money line here. Um, wrote home dogs as home Hoff likes to say in a prime time slot, I'd say it's a prime time slot, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say that. I'll go over the Texans here as an upset. This is going to be a really good game. I think it is. I mean, we could also see a game where Joe Flacco hasn't been blowing like he used to. I don't think that's really a situation. Um, but honestly, if you get, if you need CJ Stroud to have a game-winning drive, I I wouldn't be too scared. I think that he can easily get – not easily. I think he can definitely get the job done. We've seen it He's done multiple it. times this year. I know it's playoffs, different scenario. You're playing against top two defense. But I, I he he's he's got it. He's definitely got it. Top two pick. He's, he's been it's not going like to be it. a crazy playoff atmosphere either. If they're in Cleveland, no shot. CJ Stroud has a good game. He's in Houston. It's probably going to be kind of quiet. He's going to be able to do his thing. Yeah, you could also see Joe Flacco just tear up this defense. Right, we'll see. Will Anderson going to have to have a big game. I, th- I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than people think. I think it's going to be a lot closer to the vest. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sticking to the Texas yeah, defense like, gets lit up, no? I'm saying 2017. Type. Texans, yeah, their their defense is light. I like more of like a twenty three, like a twenty three sixteen seventeen somewhere in there. You guys are slamming that under. Yeah, I, like I think it's under. a good line. I think it's a good line. Forty four. I I don't know. I, like I, I don't trust this Texans defense to uh, 
Dude, this is not one of the games I will be carding, though. I like the Texans on the money line, but I'm not going to be carding this one. I like this night game better. Let's get into that. Let's keep it moving here to the 830, uh, 8-15 matchup here on Saturday. The Miami Dolphins heading to Kansas City for uh, this matchup. Chiefs the favorite here. Four points for them. Minus 225 on the money line. She, uh, Dolphins money line at plus 188. The total at 44 and a half. Trends I have here. Dolphins 1-10 straight up in their last 11 games as the underdog. Chiefs 15-3 straight up in their last 18 conference games. The under is 17-4 in Kansas City's last 21 games at home. The Dolphins have only won one playoff game as a road underdog since 1980, that being at Seattle, January 9th in the year 2000. Temps expected to be near or, uh, sorry, at or below zero. I think Mackie said like negative nine. I saw like negative one, negative four. I saw it all over the place. Mackie, why don't you get us started here? What do you think about uh, these Chiefs and these Dolphins? I don't want to get us started. I just want to know if anybody knows about Mostert and uh, Jalen Waddle. They were limited in practice this week. At least Mostert was and A-Chain was as well. I think they're both going to end up being a go. Um, we'll see who actually gets the start. It'll probably be a chain, but let me let me get the latest news on Waddle too. He was also limited. The fact that they're getting early limited sessions in in the week, I think they're both going to be good to go. The running backs are more important than Jalen Waddle, in my opinion. But um, I mean, Waddle frees up Hill more though. Anything. Yeah, for sure. You're right. But I, I, don't know, I think this think? is going to be a good matchup. Yeah, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line here. I know it's at minus two twenty five. That's my favorite play here. The four is a tough number. We could get that three or lower, then I definitely feel confident playing it. Um, I do think Travis Kelsey finds the end zone in the playoff debut of this season. He's been very light. Maybe they've been saving him. I don't know if it seemed like that to you guys. The Patriots used to do that with Gronk a bit. You don't really give him those targets at the end of the season, especially an older guy. Then when it comes to playoff time, you, you go back to the well as much as you can. I also think Rasheed Rice is going to step up well. Maybe Jarek McKinnon if the game is somewhat close, which I see the, the Dolphins keeping a little close, but if the way... The, the Chiefs can control this game. It's going to run through Pacheco. They're going to keep the ball on the ground, which is crazy to think about the Chiefs team. Um, I think they're able to bounce the, the Dolphins here, and that, that Week 17 loss looms large for Miami. Or Week 18. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, love the, I don't love the spot, but I kind of like the Dolphins with the points here. I think they're going to keep it close. Like you said, most are going to be limited, or he's limited in practice, looking like he's going to be a go. They look like a different team the past two weeks without him. I look for Mostert to come in and have a huge game, take some pressure off of Tua in that passing game. Um, Tyreek, obviously, we know the the former chief. Everyone's expecting him to have a big game in his uh, kind of revenge game. Everyone wants to call it back in Kansas City. I don't, I don't like it at all because the, they're missing so many guys on defense. They keep, they're like picking up free agents left and right just to think about that going against Mahomes makes me not confident in the kingdom. Uh, it's a tough spot. I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I, I, I'm on the Dolphins plus the four points. You think there's yeah, any think, chance they win this game off? Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, three um, three drop balls by any Chiefs receiver. This is a Dolphins win. Well, that's the thing. It's freezing cold. I mean, you're probably going to see broken plays left and right. But um, I I I like the under. I'm big on the under 44 and a half. It's freezing cold. Miami didn't put up points last week at home against Buffalo. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to go on the road against Kansas City and be able to put up points. I know obviously we talk about Moser and Dylan Waddle being out, but. They're probably not going to be 100 percent either, and it's going to be freezing cold. Kansas City defense been playing really Chris well. Chris Jones is going to be a factor. Kansas, I think it's going to basically just go around how Kansas City plays. I mean, their offense has not been playing too well. Their defense sticking has been um, picking it up. I think that's how the game's going to go, and I think they're going to get the job done. Four and a half points might be a little too much. Could be on the foot of Bucker at the end of the game, um, but I, I mean, there's I don't think there's a scenario where Mahomes doesn't get the job done. I mean, he's been frustrated all year. He still found a way to figure out. 
to uh to win that division down there and get home field advantage in the playoffs for the first round at least. So he'll get the job done. The four and a half's definitely sketchy, but I, I think the Chiefs move on. Yeah, I think that arrowhead's going to be rocky, and that's the point that gets the Chiefs across the finish line. McDaniel's gonna have a tough spot to be. If they were in South Florida, I like their playoff chances a, a lot more, but they aren't and they cost themselves big time. I don't see Tua doing much. Chris Jones, he's gonna ride off that incentive. I think the Chiefs are going to get hot when it matters most. They have the best player in the league in Patrick Mahomes. That's why I've got him on the money line here. But uh, we'll think, definitely have some prop plays there as well. I think Tua has a really tough game. Me too. Two interceptions, I want to say. Maybe a fumble. <laughs> Fumbles a lot. All righty. Good stuff there for Saturday in the Wild Card Weekend. Time to move over to Sunday here. Starting at 1 p.m., the Steelers and the Bills in Buffalo. Bills are the favorite here. 10 points even here on FanDuel, minus 500 on the money line. Steelers money line at plus 385, the total at 36 and a half. The trends I have here, the under is 11 and 1 in Buffalo's last 12 games versus AFC North Division. The AFC North Division, the under is 11 and 2 in Pittsburgh's last 13 games versus the AFC East Division. Steelers 9 and 3 against the spread in their last 12 games on the road, as well as 5 and 1 against the spread in their last six games played in January. What are we thinking here, Huff? Why don't you get us started here for our one o'clock matchup on Sunday with your Steelers? What do you got? Yeah, obviously the biggest the biggest underdog of the week. I'm obviously going to come in here and pick my team. I think the Steelers can keep it close. Mason's been hot. Uh, it's going to be definitely not easy. It's going to be ugly if the Steelers want to hang around in this one. It's also supposed to be freezing up in Buffalo. Uh, so I think that plays into, obviously the Buffalo Bills are used to that being their home stadium, but Steelers are used to all kinds of conditions. Come into this game, a 1 o'clock matchup. I don't love that. I would have liked the one, the night game on, on Saturday, perhaps. A low total, that tells me I like the Steelers with the points, and I like the under. I think we're able to hang around in this game. Uh, 10 points. Don't, don't be fucking surprised if Mike Tomlin wins this. I need it on the record here, but if they lose, it's okay. I'm calling a plus 385 money line, so uh, don't, don't you know go put your house on that one. But I like the Steelers with the points. I assume you guys are going to be on Buffalo for good reason. I mean, everyone else in America is too, so I don't blame you. So go ahead. Yeah, Huff, the only way that the Steelers are able to win this game is if there's less than 37 points scored. 2017, that's the most that can be scored in this game for the Steelers to win. I think that's even generous. I think that the how many Bills, how many how many turnovers do you think Allen's going to have in this game? Because I watch him have two. I watch him throw two touch two interceptions in the end zone in Miami yeah, on Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong, but the loss of T.J. Watt, we haven't talked about how massive that's going to be. Without T.J. Watt, I feel like that takes a lot of wind out from the sales, too. He's the driving force behind everything. Is Alex Highsmith going to be able to step up in that spot with nobody else around him to help out? Is the offense going to be able to do anything? Mason Rudolph in a tough environment, on the road, cold. There was some snow, probably. And uh, you know that Bills Mafia is going to be rocking. I think the Bills circle the wagons here, and it's very similar to that game that you and Jesse went to live. It's just Bills consistently. I think they put up 30-plus here, and the Bills and the Steelers are going to struggle to put up over two touchdowns. Um, uh, I don't love this 10-point spread. It's a playoff game, way too high of a spread. The winds are going to be over 14 miles per hour, I saw, and I saw it in games where it's like over 14 miles per hour. The under is 14-2-1 in the playoffs, which is a crazy number. I'd say like 89%. But um, I'm going to go with the under here, under 36 and a half. I think both the both offenses struggle in the in the cold weather. Um, I know the Bills are home. They play really well at home, but I, I it's, the weather conditions just kind of outweigh it. Obviously, no TJ Watt, complete game changer for the Steelers. We know how much better they play with him. You're going to see, high, what's his name, Hightower? Um, Highsmith. Smith. High Smith. 
you're going to see Highsmith get a double teamed like Michael Parsons does every game, but maybe he'll get the calls. Micah doesn't get the calls. So um, that could be a difference maker as well. Um, I just, I, I don't see a scenario where the Steelers come out and win this football game. I know Mason Rudolph, we've been writing him off the last three weeks. He's been lighting it up. It's a different scenario, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Bills to win the football game. I'm not going to take the 10 points way too high, but I like the under. Steelers have to hold the Bills below 17 points to win this football game, and I don't think I, that happens. I think this I game could end like 17 to 3, to be honest. I think it could be like something. It's like going to be a heavy dosage of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. That running back duo has been looking good ever since they added Warren to the mix. It's kind of sparked Najee, who, who I feel like they're going to be stacking the box so much and daring Rudolph to throw. How, I still like a lot of Warren props, but I like, I like the Bills to cover the number here. How funny would it be if the Bills did all this work to get that two seed and then lost as 10-point favorites to the Pittsburgh Steelers? In like a 16-9 a, like a game or something like that? <laughs> it could happen. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Mike Tomlin and them boys. I'm telling that you. place is going to be rocking, though. I have no confidence in Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We know, we know it's going to be rocking over there in Yinzerville. Yeah, they'll be fired up. They can't get a home game for the rest of the year, though. No shot. But we won't. We're the seventh seed. It's impossible, literally. Impossible, <laughs> literally impossible. All righty, keep it moving here through Sunday. Next up, our 4-30 matchup. The Green Bay Packers heading into Dallas to visit the Cowboys. Cowboys, the favorite here, 7.5 points. Their money line, minus 375. The total, 50.5. The trends I have here. Cowboys have won 16 straight at home, 12 and 4 against the spread in those 16. Over 12 and 1 in their past 13 meetings in Dallas. Packers are 9 and 2 straight up, 8 and 3 against the spread in their last 11 games against Dallas. Cowboys are 4 and 14 against the spread in their last 18 games played in January. <laughs> what are we thinking here, Mackie, as we get into this uh, 430 matchup on Sunday? Get us going. Oh, what a record in January for those Cowboys. Um... 16 and 0 in ho at home in the last two seasons is absolutely insane and there's no way that anybody can fade that. I don't care if it's the Cowboys in January. They are playing the, the Packers who snuck their way in. Packers have been playing really good football, but you know who got offensive player of the week against this defense? Tommy DeVito. If you don't think Dak Prescott's going to walk in and throw for five touchdowns and 400 yards against this defense, you're absolutely out of your mind. I love this Packers team. I love Jordan Love. I I'm the first one to say I hated him before the season. I was not high in him. He definitely proved me wrong. I like what they're doing with him. He still is. This is his first year starting. They're, they have a lot to learn. This Packers team. They'll be. They'll be there the next or for the years to come. But give me the Cowboys this week in a slaughter. They've done it all year against teams like this. 30, 40 point wins. I think they do it again here. Um, and I think they cover the seven and a half. I think they get take care of business and just move on. This is the year. I, I'm, I'm calling it. This is the year. They say that every year. I don't say that every year. This is the year. Ace, you want to go? Yeah, I can step in here. Mackie's very hyped up going into this one, rightfully so. I mean, those Cowboys have been firing on all cylinders, but this is the the inevitable for the Dallas Cowboys, right? The the playoffs, being successful in the postseason. And here they are once again with the Green Bay Packers matched up. I saw something I sent it to Mackie. Obviously, he was like, oh, yeah, with the um, with the Des Bryant catch not happening against the Packers in Europe's past. I think he brought up a toe tap as well. That's pretty legendary. So these two storied franchises have a great history that they've uh, created, at least in our lifetime, um, in the playoffs. So I'm expecting some more dramatics here, but more so from the fashion of the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're able to cover the number, and I think they roll at home, like Mackie was saying. 
Jordan Love might be able to sling two touchdowns, but I'll tell you what, he's going to turn the ball over as well. Aaron Jones did look really good last week in their clinching game win, and he's an electric running back, but I think that the Cowboys just put up too much, too big of numbers. That stadium will be rocking Jerry's world as we saw it in person this year. I think CeeDee Lamb will find the end zone. There's a chance that uh, Jake Ferguson does too. And then, of course, Dowdle and Pollard will both get looks to get in there. I think it's 30-plus from the Cowboys here. Them and the Bills have the biggest weeks on offense in the league here and are both able to cover the number this week. Yeah, I, I can't trust the Cowboys with the spread the first round of the playoffs. I didn't do it last year. They beat the box in that. Obviously, good for them. They they went on to do whatever last season. I, I do love one play in this game. It's the over 50-and-a-half. Uh, Cowboys have been obviously historically good at home this season. 8-0, scoring 37 points a game. Uh, but or the Packers, on the other hand, also scoring a lot of points on the road. Uh, we've like everyone says their defense. Mackie loves to say their defense getting torn up by obviously anyone in the NFL with Devito getting the defense or offensive player of the week. Um, uh, Packers scoring 25 points a game. I'm taking the over 50 and a half in this game in a in a dome. I think both offenses have a have a dang both get up over. I mean, obviously we all like the Cowboys to score a lot of points, but I definitely like the Packers to put up at least 17 to 24 points and uh, compete with me for that over. Yeah, I think this will be a Dallas's defense has been shaky as it is anyway. So I I do think the Packers get theirs as well. It's just keeping up with Dak. I mean, I don't I, seven and a half might not even be enough just to keep up with him. I, there's not going to be many drives where he gets staggered or he can't figure out to get it, get ten yards and three four downs. I mean, he's gonna McCarthy's gonna trust him on fourth down in good territory as well. Uh, I just this I I can't see a scenario where this team doesn't roll. Yeah, especially at home, game one. The fact that they're able to get that home field advantage, Mackie, they're going to be rolling this week. C.D. Lamb, I think you can slam all of his props. He's good for at least one or two this week. And uh, when I release these daily fantasy lineups for the playoffs, I might have 88 and four in the lineup. Lots of good stuff out of our 430 matchup here on Sunday of Wildcard Weekend. Jumping over to the 8 p.m. Sunday primetime matchup. The Los Angeles Rams heading to Detroit to visit the Lions here. The Lions, the favorite at home with th- just by three points. Their money line minus 168. The Rams money line at plus 142 and the total at 51 and a half. No trends from me out of this one. But what do you guys got out of our uh, Sunday night football matchup here this week? Yeah, I, I also like this matchup. And I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking this whole Stafford coming back to Detroit uh, narrative. What's going for the Rams? The Rams obviously are really good on offense with Puka and Cup. Kyron Williams has become one of his own at the running back position for them. But I like Dan Campbell on these lines at home in Detroit. Uh, I like the number minus the three points. Uh, I'm going to take the lines here. I think that they've been really good at home. Obviously, we said the no one knows Jared Goff better than McVay. Uh, these quarterbacks were obviously traded for each other. It's worked out pretty good for both teams. I am going to go with the lines to cover the number. I think uh, St. Brown is Laporta back. Do we know that? I believe uh, they're Laporta pushing playing this week. Now nah, there's a very good chance he doesn't play, but they're really pushing for it. Okay, yeah, Dan I'm hoping. Campbell. I'm obviously betting on the Lions, hoping to get him back. I think Amon Ra has a huge game in this one. Uh, I think Jameer Gibbs, the running backs, uh, the Rams have been really good against the run. I just think the two running backs is going to get to them. I think the Lions are able to put up points at home, and uh, I think that I think they get it done. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit for a playoff yeah. game. You'll love to see it. It's almost a home game for Matt Stafford. So you got to be worried about this one here. You, you like most almost every Detroit fan that I've ever that I've ever talked to roots for Matt Stafford. So it's almost like who are they rooting for in this game? You know what I mean? But um, this Rams team, I I wouldn't count them out. But they that that defense, I just think they're going to get lit up. That Detroit offense, 
with all the weapons they have, they're home. They've been putting up really good points at home. They have both running backs. Say one goes down, or even if one doesn't go down, you have dual threat. Obviously, you have Amon Ra. If Laporta's going, you have Laporta. They have so many weapons. Jared Goff playing really well. I just think that defense needs to step up a bit. They're the better team in this situation. They get the home field advantage. I just wouldn't be surprised if they, if they found a way to blow this game. They haven't won a playoff game since 1991, but this team has heart. Dan Campbell has a lot of heart. He gets this, he gets this Lions team going. Uh, best year they've had in a while. So I'm going to say they get the job done, but it's, it's definitely a sketchy one. I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm confident in the Los Angeles Rams this week. I'm high on what Sean McVay has done. Super Bowl champion coach. He's been there, I think, twice now. Um, at least once, maybe. But he has uh, Matthew Stafford, who won in the championship before. He has Puka Nakua, arguably an offensive rookie of the year candidate, um, and Cooper Cup playing at a very high level. We saw Kyron Williams really burst onto the scene this year. He's like a top five running back as well, maybe top three, depending on how you look at it. Um, I love them being plus almost 150 this week. It's a great spot. I'm probably going to card this as well. I like them to go on the road. Matthew Stafford did not turn the ball over maybe throw for two touchdowns. Kyron Williams to have over 20 carries and go for over 100. Jared Goff is going to be having those tough turnovers that he always has in the big moments. Um, I do think it's hard fought. It'll be a close one throughout. I think that the Lions will get theirs, but without Laporta or a limited Laporta, that's massive. I can't believe Dan Campbell played them last week. No confidence in their defense. Gibbs and Montgomery, they might both score, but anybody else is going to be tough. Amon Ra will get a lot of catches. I think that the Lions are going to be knocked out this week. Get that two seed for no reason and have to reset again next year in the Detroit side. Three seed. Three seed. Three seed. My, my apologies. But I see all those clips of the Browns and the Lions fans going to the Super Bowl against each other in Vegas. I have both of them getting knocked out in the first round. Sorry to both those <laughs> franchises. You finally got to the playoffs. I think you're both out. <laughs> I like the I mean, other both. teams more. I, I, they both the could Rams, be 100%. Very different takes, though. The Rams, I'm going with the veteran experience, the championship pedigree, the dual threat with a nice running back. And then on the other side, I'm going with a dynamic rookie. With oh, This is the same Rams team that everyone read off in the beginning of the season. We I know, especially me. Well, I, yeah. obviously, we didn't know the, the impact that Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua would end Puka up having. Puka Nakua is nuts. With Cooper Cup, they have two Cooper Cups now. They're both huge, run yeah. great routes, yeah. catch the ball. I, I truly just think I just think Dan Campbell's going to make two decisions in this game that you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like everyone expected yep. in, that, in that Dallas game. They're going to go for it on a fourth and five or something where you're like, are they actually going to fucking go for this? It's like, oh, no, they're just trying to get the defensive jump off sides. No, they're going it, for it. And it's like, no, they're going to get points they on did this drive. They did a game one against the, the Kansas team. City Chiefs, remember? There's yeah, fourth and that's, three in their own territory, and they got it. That's, Something like that's going to be the difference. He's not happy with just that division title. They're they're obviously going for it all for good reason. They have a good team, but home field, I, I think that they're going to make a couple – he's going to make a couple calls in this game. It's going to be the difference. Ace, that's why I didn't mind that call. I mean, fourth and six – or um, for the two-point conversion from the six-yard line is a little tough, but he's been making calls like that the entire season. He's lived and di- you just died said by it. One. Yeah, exactly. He's lived and died by it the entire season. He got to a 12-5 and five record doing just that. You might as well just keep fucking doing it. You're not going to pussy out now. I mean, yeah. and then they ended up getting back to the two yard line, I think. And obviously they didn't get it and everything. But um, I, How he much doesn't of a die by it. It's the, it's, the, it's, it's the kind of coach he is. I didn't mind the play. Everyone was calling him stupid. It's who he is. I, I, it, it happens. Yeah, I respect, like, I, him. Like, I respect him for it, definitely. Fake yeah, field time. goal, fake punt, some crazy shit. He's going to, you, you just know, or like even something basic, like I said, where you think they're just trying to draw the defense off sides. And it's like, no, they're going to go for this. What team's the better team on paper? I think it could be the Rams. Both defenses pretty no light. Way. 
Yeah, no, no it's a long season. No way. I mean, those, those absolutely play, without Laporta though. Without Laporta, it doesn't. That doesn't matter. I still think. I still think Gibbs, Montgomery, Gibbs, Saint Montgomery, Brown. and Amon Ra. That's yeah, enough. they're so good. But and then you add Laporta in. Uh, I mean, I also th- I'm and a the Rams guy. defense is also Stafford, Nakua, Cup, and Williams is great I'm not, though. I'm also not saying the Lions defense is is stellar, but they're they're better than the Rams. The Rams defense yeah. is Swiss. Besides Aaron yeah. Donald, that team is besides just, Aaron Donald. The defense yeah, is McVay's gonna have to have to cook up a gem, but I think he can. I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in that coach. Love the value you're getting in this play too. For an yeah, it's gonna be a really great team. team. I've also just been a golf guy. I, I I've just kind of supported him. I always think everyone he's a little bit better. In crunch everyone read him though, off. I don't know. I like golf, everyone, but not in crunch time. I don't know, dude. He's been playing well. He's always been playing well. He made it to the That's, Super Bowl. Everyone forgets that he's the he, he had an eleven and one start to a season. He beat the Chiefs fifty two to fifty in week eleven. He was him. He was a very good quarterback, and everyone read him off when they traded him for Stafford. When they, Stafford went on and won a championship. Jared Goff is still very in the good. Playoffs now. He has to yeah. prove it to me in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. I'm going with Stafford though. He has. I think Stafford's return is going to be electric. He might have a career game. Listen, switch the quarterbacks back, and you're you're taking the Lions all day. But because um, I think Matthew Stafford is definitely the Nakua and Cup are going to have great games. Though I think you can take either of their props and either of them to get in. Maybe both. You might as well ride both sets. Down the line, gonna be a good one for sure. Yeah, this could be now one of the most the competitive ship. games of the week. Let's get into the shit game of the week. Yeah, jumping over to Monday here, the primetime game on Monday night. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles, the favorite here, just three points for them. Minus 158 on the money line. Bucks money line at plus 134 and the total at 43 and a half. No trends for me out of this Monday night football matchup, but Ace, get us started here on this game. The ship sinks here for the Buccaneers. I know they're at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, but I like the Philadelphia Eagles to go onto the road and have a stellar outing in the playoffs here. I expect them to have um, a lot of a lot of touchdowns this week, a big win, and uh, I think they're able to strike some fear into Mackey and those Cowboys come next week. If the cards fall correctly, like I'm predicting, there can still be that Eagles-Niners NFC Championship. And I think it starts here with a big Eagles win in Tampa Bay. Huff, let me know what you're thinking about this one. Yeah, I agree completely with everything you just said about this game. I think this is a, a big statement game for the Eagles. I think, obviously, last week, the past couple of weeks, they've been struggling. I know I'm more just going against kind of my gut and what I've seen this team do this year. We saw them start out at the 10 and 1, and what they did recently reminds me of my Steelers back during that COVID year, the team that lost in the first round uh, of the playoffs got actually trounced by the Cleveland Browns. But uh, I think this is a good spot for the Eagles to get rightest. Buccaneers defense isn't anything crazy. I think Jalen Hurts is able to get it going on the ground and extend these plays. Uh, just kind of simplify things. Sirianni, we've heard his name to be on the hot seat. Like this team's in the playoffs in a wild card game. You know, I, I don't think they really hear that on the inside. They're playing for the team or the team, the Eagles. They're they're obviously a really good team. Offensive line's going to be going. I think the Eagles cover the number. I like the over a little bit. I kind of think that it could be like a thirty-one to fourteen. Mike uh, Evans kind of game with the. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it could be thirty-one to fourteen Eagles. Sirianni in the hot seat is crazy. I mean, I, I haven't heard that, but I, I don't think he should be in question getting out of there. But um, I, I, I don't know. This Eagles team, I mean, let's go down this list real quick. DeAndre, uh, granted, they're probably all going to play, but you got to think all these guys are dealing with injuries. DeAndre Swift, questionable. Devontae Smith. Okay, I just said they're probably all going to play. But I was going to say, you don't even have to it. say it because, they're, yeah, they're Devont- all going to play. Devontae Smith, questionable. Darius Slay, Slay questionable. Jalen Hurts, questionable. A.J. Brown, questionable. Reed Blankenship, questionable. 
all of these guys are playing with serious injuries and they're going into a, into a game where they're one in five in their last six. They're going on the road. They just lost a home game to the, to the Arizona Cardinals, a home game where they were up by two plus touchdowns and they blew it to the worst team probably in the league. And this team, there's no way that you can, that you can have faith in this team going on the road. I don't care who they're playing. They just lost to the Arizona Cardinals at home with a full roster. They can go in, into anyone and I'm not confident with them at all. With that being said, they could also come out and put up 35 points and and shut shut me up right away. But there's no way that I could I could put money on that right now with the way this team's playing with the with the momentum that everything's going. This Bucks team's playing good. Mike Evans and, and Baker Mayfield. I, okay, last few weeks they actually haven't been playing that well, but they found a way to win the they division. Played well Mike, enough. They played well enough. Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, getting the job done. What has Ace said about this defense the entire season? They have the veteran pedigree. It's, it's championship built. They have veteran, veteran uh, powerhouses on that defense. This, they, this is a team that can beat this Eagles team. I promise you, they can. Three point underdogs at home. I'm gonna take the Bucks to get the get the job done. Wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles came out and smoked them. But the way things are going right now, this Eagles team is not even a playoff team, let alone winning a playoff game. They gotta go on the road. I'm gonna say they, they don't get the job done, and they gotta restart and rebuild for next year. This is going to be a Hershey. battle, a battle in the trenches because that stout run defense from Tampa Bay versus the tush push and the Eagles ground and pound, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I was think, just going to say, a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown is automatic in this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think Dallas Goddard has a big game as well. I, I just, I don't see anything. I don't, I don't see this, this Eagles team doing anything. I've, I think they were saving the juice for the playoffs, Mackie. Saving the juice, he just blew the division lead. <laughs> yeah, I know that's crazy. They fumbled the bag in the Cardinals game for sure. Fourteen, they were fifteen points against. Yeah, I watched that game too. That was crazy. I don't know. I just don't. I just, I just think this team's in shambles. And you know the whole thing going on with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. They're all they're chirping each other. You saw Jalen Hurts' finger. You saw you saw AJ Brown grabbing at his knee. Uh, there's just so much going on with this Eagles team. I think they're Jason Kelsey's ready to retire. Get him out of there. Mackey does not want to see the Eagles around. I would love to see the Eagles right now. But if they win this football game, I probably won't want to see them because then they'll prove everything I just said wrong. We'll see. Uh, it takes one win to get this team back. It's the team so, that went to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs last year. and the they Eagles, if they get one spark, why don't you talk about play. the Bengals like Huff, that? It's Huff. one play. Why don't you talk about what that Bengals team? Right after they went to the Super Bowl, nobody was talking about this team. They're one play away. This Eagles I was team betting is... on the Bengals a lot. What are you talking about? Nobody was talking about the Bengals like that next best team. I also, the, I just think this Eagles team rid- has a lot more heads on it. The Eagles team is Bengals talented. Team. Yeah, they, it's like the, 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 the young, I mean, it's more like the, everyone, no one talks about their defense, but like Jalen Carter, defensive rookie of the year, having a hell of a season on the end. Sam Reddick is just an absolute dog. Yeah, that's what I'm every, saying. Like, Mackie, you know what's going to be massive in this game is Baker Mayfield being loose with the football. If he throws multiple interceptions, there's no way they win. It's the over, game. yeah. He's home though. He's in Raymond James. It's yeah, be but warm. he's just he's not just in the a, link. He's a gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. He's not in the link. He's yeah, in the quarterbacks, link. Game. Quarterbacks like Baker. It doesn't really matter where they're playing. It more just matters like kind of how the ball's how being thinking that, that day. Right? Yeah, <laughs> how the ball's flying. That Josh day. Allen, Baker Mayfield, wildest arms in the league. Sometimes Mahomes this year. Yeah. I expect yeah, we'll an efficient game from Jalen Hurts and the Eagles though. Low scoring. Like they're going. They're going to dominate the clock. Yeah, it's like when Josh Allen just like runs right into somebody instead of like running out of bounds. It's like, dude, just run out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> What's going on in your head, dude? <laughs> yeah, you ever see those videos? It's like, what is going on in Josh Allen's head? Not much. I always see shit. Much. It's like 
three random words of big like mashed potatoes and it's just like what <laughs> yeah. what goes on what goes on in Josh Allen's head. <laughs> Alrighty, I think that's everything we got in the NFL here this week. Wild card weekend. We're ready for it. Make sure to check out our live stream on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll review all the games uh, for Sunday. Those are videos will release for the games on Saturday and the game on Monday. Let's shift our focus over to the NHL, starting off with our power rankings here. Coming in at number five, the New York Rangers. Number four, the Vancouver Canucks. Number three, the Colorado Avalanche. Number two, the Winnipeg Jets. And number one, the Boston Bruins here. What do we like out of these power rankings here this week? Let me hear it, boys. What do you got? I will say this. I, I had Winnipeg last night, Ace. I know you did too. They're they're really fucking good. Definitely the best team in the West right now for sure. Not even arguing. You can, you can bet on them every time Connor Helbeck starts, which is every game. He had a 30 save yeah. shutout. He hasn't lost a game since November 30th. He has a sub two goals against. That guy's on pace for another Vesna right now, and he gets so many starts too. Guys a Without Kyle Connor, this Jets team too, their best player. I for, what's the Perfetti? He took a he took a late he blocked a shot late Paul last Perfetti? night. Yeah, he's yeah, a dog, dude. A go, absolute garbage time, dude. Just ripped the slap shot from Columbus, and I think he took it right in, the, in the, yeah either in the back of the shin guard or in the ankle. So I don't know if he's gonna be out, but obviously this team's buzzing. They 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 just have so much depth, like you said. Hellebuck plays every game. Uh, a team right there, Colorado. They have a big game tonight, Vegas in Colorado. So I'm definitely excited to watch that one tonight, but. Talk about uh, Mackie, Vegas. Your, your Rangers slip last two weeks they're ago. Still, they're still deserving. Yeah, but the Bruins, yeah, the, crazy. the Bruins, the Avs, and the Rangers all are good enough to be in that top spot. I think those are I, the I top three teams in the league. I, I no, see right now. I think the Jets are easily the best team in the league. But I, I think, think yeah, I think any. Right I, I think you can put any of these top five teams anywhere on this list right now. Yeah, yeah. Especially maybe the Bruins. After the Bruins, maybe not the Rangers. We made this list a few days, like even if it was a day ago. But the Bruins lost. Like back the last game two nights in overtime, right, right, but they're right. really banged up right now. That team's really banged up. I wouldn't be surprised to see them. Yeah, but gotta, a bit. but they, I was gonna say they yeah, should. If if I can make yeah. this list right now, I'd put I'd put Boston at three and slide Winnipeg and Colorado up. Yeah, yeah Rangers have definitely been great. Rangers have been playing some. Uh, they're not really bad hockey. They're, they're but just they're two, not they're not playing the elite hockey they're playing before like the Bruins. Mackie, this is also a list we make once a week, and in that week they let Carolina and Vancouver come in and both put up six goals. That's the thing is they went up, but you look at those games, you look at those shots against against Vancouver, forty two to twenty six, we outshot them. I mean that's just Shesterkin getting lit up. He's got to figure it out. The last two games it hasn't been playing very well, but they're not getting the job done. They're not. They're also not scoring goals. One goal against Carolina at home. How are you going to beat that? Or how are you going to win a game scoring one goal? They're, they're not against they're, Carolina. They're not. <laughs> they're not like they were the first twenty games in the season when they were seventeen and three or whatever they were. They definitely got to pick it back up, figure things out. I would take probably. At least three of those teams ahead of them. Over Vancouver them right now. now, dude, they're they're playing well and, and they're still not getting respect on the books either. Consistently, I they're think, underdogs on, on on when you go look at them. I think Vancouver's roster, top to bottom, is just stacked. It's talented. Incredible. A lot of high skill players. Defensemen, I think, are overplaying their their reach a bit because their depth defensemen aren't too great. And I don't know how well Demko will go. Will this hold Ooh. all season long? I think he's I pretty like good. Yeah. I don't like that take. You think I, I Demko, think Demko? I think Demko will be a top. Three goaltender. I've been league. big on him the last few years. years. I think he's. I think he's elite too. But I don't. I don't know if he'll be able to keep the form that he's been playing in. Well, if he's get this team, if he if he keeps this team in front of him, I they're I putting think up big numbers did. too. They score yeah, a lot I, of goals. I love. I love Demko. Demko's been playing incredible. Hellbuck, obviously, is he American. Incredible. Yeah, second. Yes. The top two Americans both playing up in the middle of nowhere, Canada. 
Yeah, Demko and uh, Demko went to BC. Yeah, he's good. I, I like. Yo, I, what's? I haven't watched too. I've been keeping up with Dallas too much. What's good with Ottinger? I feel like every time I look at Dallas, uh, he's hurt. He's playing. still hurt. He's, he's still also hurt. he's also he's close. He's close to here. back though. He's close to back. I would expect him to bounce back. We've seen Matt Kachuk. A lot of these superstar names just bounce back once they come off the shelf for a bit. They get that time off and they get deal with what they're doing. You guys know we played hockey. Kind of nags at you. You got to take that time off and then you can get rolling. Talk about Vegas falling off a little here, though. It's three and seven in their last ten. They were at the top of our power rankings for probably the first six weeks. Really, um, since the Winter Classic. I haven't seen them since. They've been uh, definitely in a little stride here. Meanwhile, um, the Seattle Crack have been hot as fuck, and they're carrying we're us just on the riding car. the Seattle Crack yeah. every night. <laughs> How were they underdogs yeah, last night? I mean, they their record. They've they've lost more games than they've won. So the that's, Sabres I mean, suck, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're that was, in, uh, you're in Buffalo. That was so easy. And that Decord dude is on fire for Decord, Seattle. Yeah, good. yeah they're, they're on a seven-game heater. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's a good team. We'll, we'll keep We've took striking them last that three. well. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. We'll keep hitting that well while it's uh, hot. Um, but yeah, I think Who we're going to get tomorrow? Because this... I'll definitely take them. Who they got? They're probably on an Eastern road trip, like Washington, one of the New York teams. Washington, they got <laughs> minus 115. Yeah, and Joey Decord is going again. Yeah, give me Seattle. I'll take Seattle. That might be on minus the card. 115. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be on the card again. Seattle money line. You're listening to it now. You still yeah. got time to lock Still some in. teams that are floating around, too. Just want to give a quick shout out before we get to the futures odds here. Florida. Just the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Dallas Stars. Those are three really good hockey teams that you don't want to see come down the stretch. I think they're going to catch some fire uh, in the next couple months too. They'll go on one of their heaters. Carolina for sure. Hurricanes uh, starting to scare me in that in that uh, metropolitan metro. division. I know we got. Five Don't count out the New teams. Jersey Devils too, Mackie. They're not uh, that they're far struggling. behind. They're, they're fighting for their for a playoff spot. Look right at their now. record they're, there though. They're, they're, they're not out of it. They could get hot. That's a team that could get hot. What 21, 15, and two? What's so good about that? They could get hot. They're not too far out of it. I'm saying. Oh yeah, I mean, we've seen what they've been been able to do, but. I don't know. Is it a fluke year? What's going on with that Devils team? Yeah, they Jack Hughes is still doing doing what he's doing. And he's, he's just not getting the help. Yeah, and their goaltending. Vanacek has been yeah. terrible. You got to run Akira Schmid. <laughs> weren't the Devils the Stanley Cup favorite coming into this year? They were yeah, top the, three. They were the like, preseason Stanley Cup champions. Is that not the biggest over exaggeration oh, yeah. in the past ten years? Like this guy, this team won one playoff series. 4-3, and then they got swept 4 nothing, and now they're a top-3 team because they have Jack Hughes. Hey, another question, though, uh, before we get to the odds. I know I know, we're itching to do that, but just uh, which team do you think are we more asleep on? I think I know your guys' answer, but Toronto or Tampa Bay? Two teams that are always in the postseason race. What do you mean? Who are which we more sle- which sleeping on? Like, who do yeah. we think is worse? Yeah. Who's, who's going to miss I, the playoffs think, or get bounced early? I think Tampa's Tampa. reign is over for sure. Uh, dude, if I it mean, wasn't for Kucherov, dude, I mean, you could say the same thing about Matthews and, Stammer, and head co- Toronto, head but Kucherov and if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Samsonov and Net, Toronto would be a top two team in the league right now. Samsonov's back yeah. up. He's back up. What three games? No, they just called it, him back up. I'm saying he's he's oh, back with the team oh. today. He, he had like the highest him. goals expected against. In the, I got like, him in fantasy hockey. That's great. Far. It was crazy. Oh, Why yeah. would you pick him up in fantasy? He gets lit up like a Christmas. It's a 14 team league, and you just gotta have I. You know, I no, I didn't pick him up. I had him the whole year. Like I drafted him. He was my third goalie. If they had a competent goaltender, that's the top two team in the league. Yeah, I, I don't know. Toronto, I think, is going to turn into the Tampa Bay of the future, but without the rings, the way they're setting up these contracts with that William Nylander deal the other day, that's crazy. 
He deserves it. It's only 11 and a half years. Mitch Marner's got to get paid, too. You'd keep Nylander over Marner? Yeah. Right now, yeah. Right now. The way he's playing. I just think Nylander's I mean, like... You don't want to get rid of either one of them. It's tough to lose Marner, though. You think they're going to keep Marner? Yeah, I mean, you got to hold on. They won't be able to. No way. You don't think so? They don't have the money. (laughs) Who else they got to pay? They already paid. Look at who they're already paying. They have big Tavares, Matthews, Nylander. They paid. Get the fuck rid of Tavares, man. Like, what? Just because he wanted to come home, you signed him $12 million a year? Yeah. That's what they'll do. It'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, no, I think let's get into some of these futures odds here and take a look at what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, now that we're about uh, halfway through this year's NHL season, let's take a look at some of these odds coming out of the Eastern and Western Conferences and the N- or the Stanley Cup, excuse me. Starting off here with the Eastern Conference, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs leading the pack at plus 550, tied with the New York Rangers and the Carolina, sorry, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers all at plus 550 here on FanDuel. Uh, I know you can definitely shop that around, but for information purposes, our top fives are always all plus 550 in the Eastern Conference. New Jersey Devils behind them at six at plus 700. And then a big jump to the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 1300. And the Pens behind them at 1400. And then another big jump. What do you guys think here out of the Eastern Conference for that uh, top uh, 10? Who wants to defend their team first out of you two? Go ahead. Uh, I'm not really going to sit here and defend. You already know right what now. we're going mean... to take in the East. I mean, <laughs> what else yeah, are you going to uh, say? The East is East is wide open. I mean, anybody can win it. In you think it's that wide open? I don't think it's as open as you think it. All right, here's I a good one. The thing about the East is that those those wild card teams that just sneak they can in, win like the, the whole thing. Just last year can literally do it every single year. Can the Devils sneak in late? The Philadelphia Again. Flyers. No, okay, relax. They're not going to get in at the end of this. Like you're gonna see, like maybe like even like Toronto or, or not Toronto probably, but Tampa in that in that wild card. Yeah. You're gonna tell me Tampa can't find a way to get to the Stanley Cup? Yeah, you're think not wrong. It's, so, it's such a different thing. Like it doesn't. The even Atlantic is deep. The, the, the Metro is not deep. The depth of the Metro sucks. There's only two real teams in the Metro. It's crazy. It's Carolina how they, and New York. It's crazy how that just like, Metro was crazy the last two years. Now they're just they're like, all relative. They're all relative, like competent, relevant. I mean. But they're not going to win the whole Pittsburgh. thing. The only ones that I can actually win the whole thing are the Rangers and the Hurricanes out of the Metro. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And the Devils, I think if they go on a run, but they don't have the goaltending. No, but you would take five teams in the Atlantic before you took them. You'd take the Bruins. You'd take the Leafs. You'd take the uh, the Lightning. You'd take the Panthers. Twelve. Um, yeah, you're right. Four. But still, four to two, that's a little, a little bit. Still six about. teams. That, it's still six teams I'd take ahead of them. But I think there's literally six teams in the in the East that can... I can find their way to the cup. Yeah, agreed. I'm gonna go with the Rangers just because obviously, you know. I'll go with the Bruins, put on the record. Hoff, give us your dogs. pick. Uh are gonna find a way to sneak in, and then you're gonna they're gonna make I mean if they run. find a way to sneak in, obviously my, my pick will change. If I had to take it right now, obviously they're not in the playoffs right now. So if it started today, um I'm I'm probably gonna go with Carolina. I like Carolina's depth that they have. I feel like every fucking year they're supposed to do it. Till they get to the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, Finals, and then we'll see. Yeah. yeah, then we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, it's gonna be tough to pick them to win the East when they get there every year and they just can't win it. But uh, yeah, I'd go with Carolina. I think that team uh, they're they're definitely pretty special. And I, I don't know the Rangers, Bruins. Your guys' teams are definitely legit. It's definitely gonna be scary. But I would like to see a, a six fifty or a little bit more of a drop on those Hurricanes. Uh, I definitely don't think that they should all be the same price. Yeah, it's crazy how tight it is. But uh, 
Very good picks with the Bruins, Hurricanes, and Rangers. The West is much more open. I want to I wanna get into some of those odds. Yeah, jumping over to the Western Conference. Colorado Avalanche are the ones leading the board here, plus 370, followed by the Dallas Stars uh, in the Vegas Golden Knights, both at plus 500. The Oilers and the Kings at plus 600. The Jets at plus 1,000. Canucks at 1,100. And the Minnesota Wild at 2,500. What do you guys think about that? those ones there? The Jets at plus 1,000 is crazy. I you know mean, they're on a hot streak right now, and I don't want to jump the gun on them to win the cup already, but... I mean, for them, though, it's just the, the Oilers have a better odds than them, and they're sitting in the seventh spot in the wild card. Right now. I was just going to say that, Mackie. Give me the, the value effect. The Jets. I'm going to go with the Dallas Jets. Stars. I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars. That's, that's my Jets are just rolling right now, so we're feeling, we're jumping the gun 100%. But that roster, even so, top to bottom, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take them. They're, they're guys that want that are, that will uh, they'll throw the body around to make a play. I mean, those guys want want it, and that, that mindset up there. I mean, Mark Shifley leading the way, that, that team. The team can definitely be with a good goalie too. Once they get Kyle Connor back, they're gonna be flying. My other pick would definitely be Colorado, but that's not yeah, that's, exciting. That's what I was gonna say, Huff. Is how much longer can you sleep on Colorado until the ads get way too low? Because Nathan McKinnon's gonna put up a Hart Trophy campaign this year. He's on pace for his first one, and I just think they're gonna keep playing better and better, and they're gonna widen that gap. They might end with the most points in the league. Yeah, I mean that's that we all made our East and West pick. So uh, I mean that's that's my cup pick. We can read through these odds, but. Uh, they're the favorite to win it. I, I got it, the Avalanche winning it. They're starting to catch fire at the right time. Um, but let's read through these odds and see what else we got. I'm just interested to see how these compare because I'm looking at it on MGM. Avs uh, at plus 750 here. And then we got a big tie for 1,100. Stars, Bruins, Leafs, Knights, Oilers, Hurricanes, Rangers, all at 1,100. Kings at 1,200. Panthers, 13. Devils, 1,500. Canucks, 2,200 to uh, top out that like top 12. Avalanche are the same, but I have the Rangers at plus eight fifty, and then the, uh, every team that you just said tied is all tied eleven to one for me too. Interesting. Okay. Canucks twenty two to one is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I, I was saying that, Mackie. That I know. I know Darcy Kemper won a cup with the Avs, but I, Gorgiev is not winning a cup. There's no way no, Gorgiev. I agree is with. I agree with you. He's not the backstop that's going to win the whole thing. And the Avs were just so much better that year. I feel like there's too many good teams this year that can get it done. McKinnon's they can get there and lose. I, I like them to win the West more than I like them to win the Cup. I think that's a lot easier. I think everybody would like that better, too. But I just don't think there's a chance that he wins. It's a great point, Mackie, and I agree with you completely. With a good, yeah, man. I just think this is plus. Yeah, with, with a goalie like that, I don't think so. But Canucks at plus 2,200. Um, I think there's great value on that. We were talking about the roster top to bottom. They have the goaltending as well. Um, it's good odds on them. They're going to get a good spot in the playoffs if they keep playing like this more than halfway into the season by now, right? Yeah. I like the, I mean, there's, you could say you like the value in any of these teams and they're all that close, but I'm going to go with, I, I kind of like what Ace said. I like the, the Avalanche to win the West a little bit more than obviously to win the whole thing based on the, the goalies. And they, like you said, they definitely were a better team a couple of years ago. So, uh, I'll go Carolina versus, versus Colorado just for, for a pick. I like that. Two powerhouse teams that could definitely get there. You got to see Carolina get over that Ooh, hump. Bruins. Yeah, and I just have to pick an Eastern Bruins. Conference team that's not either of yours because I know who both of your picks are going to be. The not Bruins that I don't think over they the stars. Do it. I just truly think the. I th- who do you think? Okay, so who do you think of the Eastern Conference teams that everyone keeps hyping up over the past five so years? Who do you think will do it first? The Canes or the Leafs? Canes. The Leafs. Ooh, Canes, embrace Canes, debate. Let's Canes, go. Why? Canes, Canes will not get a cup. I don't think they will get a cup in this rain that they have right now with like Svechikov. All right, 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 all
They both just got to get to the cup. Who gets to the cup first? Believe. No, Canes don't get there. Can- Canes get to the cup, they'll win it. They're not going to get to the cup. The Canes will get to the cup and win, exactly. I like that point. The Leafs will get to the cup and lose because of the heartbreak city. No, I think Leafs- they'll get there first. And then their window is much smaller. That's a small window for these Leafs, I think. They're- Why? Because they're Where's the small window. No salary cap. They have no salary cap to build around them. They're no depth, no goaltending, no defensive players. They're going to spend it all on guys that can put the puck in the net, but nobody that can keep it out, nobody that can lay a physical hit or play playoff hockey. You act like all these teams aren't dishing out $12 million contracts left and right. Who, the Bruins but are not that many. Too. Bruins yeah. have three $12 million players, too. No, not that high. How much does Brad Marchand make? Brad Marchand does not make a lot of money. He's got to make What's at least nine, ten million. Mac, Mac, they all make below ten million. No way, Pasta's making under ten million dollars. Pasta's the only one that gets paid. Pompas Lindholm has a pretty big contract. McAvoy does too, but they're not super high. Uh, Pasta's eleven two five. McAvoy's nine five. So it's twenty right million. There. There. It's right there. Right, I'm not. I'm, yeah, no, I mean, not, ten million dollars is a shit ton of money. No, it's a huge that's, contract. No, Mac, you think about the difference. Though. They're like playing. Six. They're playing three guys. Like twelve million. That's more. That's three million more. That's three million is massive in the NHL. Like three guys at 12, 12, 24, 11, five, 36. 11, five. That's that's a lot. Three, three guys at that price is very expensive. It's tough to build depth. Look at the Bruins. They're scraping for depth. They're just lucky that some of these young guys panned out quick. Yeah. What about like Matty Nice? Matty Nice probably on a rookie contract still. So. Yeah, but I don't know. I I just I think they need to start in the back end, and their goaltending issues are so massive. You you talk about goaltending with the Colorado Avalanche. I think there's a way that the Toronto Maple Leafs can win when they have guys like Elias Samson off 10 increase. Oh, I don't think they're going to win it this year. I'm just saying they win it before the Canes do. Also, the, the Canes, I mean, how big is their window as well? I mean, they're young. It, they got to pay them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't, think, it all comes back I don't think they have guys. I think they have more depth. They're, they're not going to be as expensive as those. The Toronto Maple Leafs just have expensive players. They have like those top end expensive guys. They're not going to be able to keep it all together. Who goes further this year? Ooh, they both get bounced the in the second round. The Canes. You think the Leafs can get through to the second round? I don't think so. Yeah, they got to wait now. What is that? 25 years in the second round and then they can go to the third round? They don't have any goaltending. <laughs> That's a good point, though, Mackie. <laughs> the no goaltending, though, in Toronto scares me a lot. Well, they can make a move, though. You never know. I mean, you're not going to roll with Samson up into the playoffs. He's fucking terrible. Watch him turn up after being designated for assignment and not claimed off waivers. They should go out and get quick, to be honest. Yeah, you think the Rangers are doing that? No shot. Yeah, you, you, guys you think anybody's dealing the least a good goalie? You might get Jacob know, Markstrom man. at best. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This Leafs team, though, you know, you can't count them out. Just because of 34, he can score a hat trick any game. Give him 10 minutes, he can have a hat trick. I mean, yeah, things he does is just insane. All righty, shifting our focus over to the NBA now with our power rankings to get us rolling here. Number five, the Denver Nuggets. Number four, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number three, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And number one, the Boston Celtics. What do you guys think about this one here coming into this week or the NBA? Thunder are officially legit. Uh, they just continue to win games. Ace, your your Celtics could just continue to sit up top there, and the Timberwolves we've gassed them up enough. Uh, but Thunder, we had them in that in that five slot the past couple of weeks, officially passing up two teams that have won the finals in the past five years, and the Bucks and the Nuggets. Nuggets, the defending champs. Uh, Thunder look really good as a young team. Shy 
MVP candidate, obviously. And then you have Chet as a rookie of the year candidate. I think that'd be the first time in like 30 something years they said either an MVP and a, uh, yeah, it was some crazy it was like 60, to be honest. It might have been. I, it, yeah, I was going to say, you might be closer was, than I was. It was. An MVP and a rookie of the year. I think it was 1969 Lakers with. Uh, with Probably like Jerry West. I was thinking Magic. Could be. Hold on. Keep Kareem talking, and Magic. Yeah, but like a lot of, Huff, Huff, you're right. Though we talked about a lot about those top five teams, and they're all really good. I like to touch on some of those teams that are just missing. Any that come to mind for you? I, the, I guess the team that we just bounced, but it's mainly just because we they keep losing games. Is Philly? Obviously, they're dealing with some injuries right now, but um, I, I'm big on that Sixers team. I think they're definitely still right there as that sixth team uh, right now. Uh, Kings are a fun team. I'm right a big now, Sacramento too, guy with Darren Fox. I don't watch too many of their games because they're so late, but the Aaron Fox, Sabonis, uh, Sacramento Kings are electric, and I, I think they're going to make a run in the West this year. What did they finish at last year? They were like a top three seed, weren't they? In the Third West? seed. They got the Warriors yeah. in the first round. Yeah, but I think they were young. They already got their taste. They're going to bring it back with a vengeance this year. With everybody the healthy the Yeah, I'm I hate the Fox. Kings, dude. And they're very good. I'm not going to say they're not. Sabonis is absolutely insane addition. I know they got rid of Halberton for it, but um, it, worked, it was a win-win win for both teams. Yeah, it yeah, was. but I think you should have got rid of De'Aaron Fox. You could have got more for De'Aaron Fox too. Obviously, they wouldn't have seen how Tyrese is going to pan out, but um, getting rid of him was crazy. They made the play. They were a three seed last year. I think that's a win-win. And De'Aaron Fox fits well with and the Pacers. Win. Got they got a win They got a win. Yeah, that was their first taste, though. Against the Warriors too, they won that first round, right? Warriors won. Lakers, Lakers beat the beat the uh, Grizz as well. I don't think that the uh, Suns. I don't know if they're going to be able to turn it on. They've been playing. I'm with not even scared of Phoenix. Superstars. I would not even be scared of Phoenix. No, I don't even know. If is that team? Does that not remind you just like of what they did in Brooklyn? Is that team ever yeah. going to all play together? No. But what about the LA Clippers? That's something to talk about even more because they've added all the old guys. Yeah, they added Paul George is allergic well. to the NBA Finals. Yeah, but they're playing well though. Yeah, I mean, any team that has Kawhi on it, I think, is an MB- is, or is a championship contender. Three we saw it with Toronto. Obviously, that was a down. $50 million extension today for him. Well, yeah, $51 million annually. A calm $51 million a year for Kawhi. Maybe he could play 45 games this year instead of 35. But um, obviously, whenever you have Kawhi Leonard, the, the, your, your team is a contender. His Clippers team just has to be Russell Westbrook, Paul it, George. Their bench is good. I think they, they haven't, but they haven't found the combination yet. They had it that one year with the Mavs when they were up three one. They blew a three uh, three one lead. But they're um, gelling they a bit. Good. They're gelling uh, a bit. They look good lately. They look. I think they look better. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're playing very good basketball. But three three years ago, I mean, I would have taken that team over yeah. then over this team now. But this but, team I mean, has the potential with all those superstars. For sure, definitely. I mean, you yeah. can't cop, you can't count that Clippers team out, but. Like I said, Paul George is allergic to the NBA Finals. If you would have asked me, if you would have asked me which team is going to be more dysfunctional, like out of these super teams, the Suns or the Clippers, I definitely would have said the Clippers with Harden and Kawhi. Yeah, and it just looks like the Suns are never going to get it going. The other team out west that I think is doing pretty well, I think the Dallas Mavericks. Can't really sleep on them. Luka Doncic, just a dog, and Kyrie Irving doing playing good basketball as well. Are the Timberwolves just another Memphis Memphis Grizzlies, or are yes. they going to be uh, contenders? Yes. No. First no, round exit. No, I don't know. I don't know if they'll lose in the first round. They'll, 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 when they run into one of those real contenders in the West, we'll see. And I think it'll be a five, six game series. They'll lose. Nuggets still got to be the favorite in the West, right? But yeah, OKC got shy playing at MVP level, top three player in the league this year. 
Um, everyone kind of read off, wrote off Chet for Rookie of the Year with Wemby coming in, but I mean, I, I said before the season, it's such a better team. Yeah, he has a better chance to strive. He he can win more than three games in a season, and he's (laughs) putting up the numbers. So, I, I think when Wemby has a big night, it's like whenever you see Shohei have a big night for the Angels, it's like. Wemby goes for 34, 12, and 4, and the Spurs lose by 46 to the Pistons. Like, was it Mike Trout has three home runs, six RBIs, and Shohei Otani pitches seven innings with two home runs, and the Angels I like lose the t- 11 to 7. Yeah, yeah, I like the tweet where it's like, Mike Trout hits four home runs, Shohei Otani's done something that hasn't been done since 1868, <laughs> and the Angels lose 8 to 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. But this is kind of yeah, it's kind of the same situation. Baseball I'm excited for baseball season. No, I don't want to get a nice pick. There's Mackie. There's so many guys. There's so many guys they could take number one overall in this draft coming up. Who, I mean, obviously, um, who knows like who goes? But like, I don't know. You talking about Spurs? Yeah, there, there's going to be this NBA draft's going to be loaded. Yeah, for sure. But then again, you never know. It's, with NIL, bro, people play four years of college now. Like it's nothing. They don't even. There's no rush to get to the league anymore. Yeah, they'd rather be the big dog on college campus. Yeah, you're making $7 million in college, and you can do whatever you (laughs) want. I can't blame them. Yeah. Another point here out of the NBA. Grizzlies superstar John Morant wanted to go season-ending surgery for a torn labrum. Uh, Morant missed the first 25 games of this season with a suspension, and now is out with this injury. So uh, uh, hopefully the best for him out of this surgery. Hopefully we hear good things. Any word on that? Any thoughts? Grizzlies are done. I mean, they weren't good to start the year without them. Uh, they're definitely looking for next year already. Uh, they brought in guys like uh, Ace's uh, Boston Celtic, Marcus Smart, to come down there and fill that role of just kind of a pesky player when they lost Dylan Brooks. Not saying that they're kind of similar, but just that gritty defensive style. But, yeah, this Grizzlies team, they're definitely looking to next year already without Morant. Good stuff there. Let's shift our focus over to the college football world here. Michigan defeated Washington 34 to 13 in the national championship, securing Michigan's first national title since 1997. Head coach Jim Harbaugh's name has been floating around the rumor rumor mill to make his leap back to the NFL as a head coach. What are you guys thinking on that? What are you thinking on this national championship? Pretty interesting game there by Michigan. What do you think, Mackie? Yeah, uh, Huff was on the right side of this one. I will say I was not. I rode Washington the entire season. I was not going to stop in the national championship game. But um, that Michigan defense, not even I wouldn't even really say the defense, but like that, that I guess they were just a better team. Um, I rode with the better quarterback. Michael Penix definitely still the better quarterback, but Michigan all around. Um, John, I don't want to mess it up. John's coach of Michigan. I always mix him up. Or Jim. Yeah, John Harbaugh's Michigan. Jim's the uh, Ravens. Yeah. John, John, no, 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 no. I just yeah, flipped I it was John is the, was backwards. John is the Ravens. Jim is Michigan. Jim got his flowers finally. He deserves it. Michigan <laughs> finally got got the job done. They got past that first round. Probably shouldn't have gotten past that first round against Bama. Um, big, big, big uh, fourth quarter drive with six minutes left to tie the game up, and then they obviously went in in overtime. But um, Michigan finally gets there. Blake Corum, hell of a year. You're gonna see him in. Uh, you're gonna see him with the star on his helmet next year. Uh, but uh, you no, think? Michigan just, I don't know. Every Dallas fan is hoping for it with Tony. The way Tony Pollard played this year, but. Uh, Michigan deserves That'd it. Be cool. Defense, defense stepped up. JJ McCarthy played pretty well as well. He did what he needed to do. Um, they're the best team in the country, so give them their flowers. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they definitely look like the better team uh, from start to finish. Things got, I think it was seventeen to three to start. They let Washington claw back and make it seventeen to ten at halftime, and Michigan didn't look back. 
I mean, Donovan Edwards had a dominant performance to start that first half off with two of the longest touchdown runs in uh, college football playoff history. Obviously, number one was Derrick Henry, Henry. Uh, back so many years ago. I think it was a 68-yarder, and we saw Donovan Edwards go for a 48 and a 41 on the first half, and then Corum kind of just did what he did all season in the second half, and Michigan just iced that game with their their run game. Exactly. I mean, the, the two running backs were just too much for Washington to handle. Washington couldn't stop the run all season, and why, you know, go away from it if you're Michigan. Yeah, both touchdowns by Donovan Edwards were just bounced. He bounced off the line, and then he was like, holy shit, there's 50 yards of free field yeah. right in front of me. Uh, Washington defense, definitely. I mean, they, they, were, they were shook. They had to be shook. They did not come out to play. They kind of settled in once, uh, once it was 17-3, to but at that point, you're already playing from behind. You're in yeah, you're right. already. But that, that pass to Odunze, I think, I think it was Odunze, the fourth and seven from the 50-yard line, Right over his head would have made it seventeen ten. It ended up Washington ended up going down and scoring the next drive anyway. So they would have made it a seventeen seventeen game. Do you think they would have mattered at all? Or you think Michigan still would have taken it off? Uh, I I don't know the turnovers that Phoenix had uh, throughout the game. Uh, what did he have? One or two picks? Two. I know. I think I, two. I, I think you're right. Yeah. So the, it was the first one that was big. They needed points on that drive. Is it the one on the sideline? Yeah, they were getting down there, and he threw the pick, and I'm like, "That's it. That Michi- Michigan gets points on this drive. This game's over." And that's exactly yeah, what happened. Because he, he threw right the down, one, he, and that was Corm's first touchdown. He threw the one at the end of the game, and he threw the one on the sideline where you were like, "How the hell did that guy stay in?" Yeah, but, I mean, he was doing whatever he could. He was getting pressure in his face. That Washington team wasn't. I mean, built he had to. He, he didn't really have many other options. They couldn't run was, the ball. He was literally the only reason they were there, and um, he had a hell of a season. He got beat. The- fuck up in that championship game you, i don't even know why he was still See him walking off the field time. like he looked like he was dead the last two drives of the game every single time he got hit he looked like his ribs are broken i mean, wouldn't be surprised if they are but i hell of a season you won't, you won't hear that with the nfl draft coming up no no that'll be all be swept under the rug a hell of a career for michael Penix. i think uh he didn't go out sad he definitely went out with a heisman candidate and a national championship appearance so good for him hopefully he has an nfl career as well yeah Hell of a national title game. Good to see two new teams get in it, new team win it. Um, definitely not the biggest Michigan guy or a Michigan guy at all, but uh, definitely cool to see someone else other than one of the big dogs win it. Now we get into the 12 team. Yeah. It's time. Whole new format for next year. It'll be a real exciting one to talk about for sure, and we'll get to that when it comes. Let's move over here to the college basketball world. College basketball continues to heat up as we move into conference play. We saw Nebraska take down Purdue, Iowa State take down Houston, and many more upsets throughout the week. Let's look ahead at some of the top matchups this week here. Uh, Thursday, we have Michigan State heading to Illinois to play them. On Saturday, we have Tennessee and Georgia in Georgia. Also on Saturday, we have Syracuse and UNC and Oklahoma and Kansas all on Saturday there. What are you guys thinking about these matchups here coming up? Huff, do you want any odds for these? Uh, no, so you might not even be able to really find some of them with some of them being Saturday, but, uh, some big games to keep your eye on throughout the week. Obviously we're on fire in the, in the world of college basketball. Uh, I think our records listed right there is we're 45, 27 and three, uh, 16 and 0.24 units on the season. Um, and all one ahead. unit plays too. You see all these cappers posting three, four unit plays. Oh, I'm up 40 units, but I'm six games over 500. Plus, in one unit plays up sixteen and a half units. Yeah. Think about that. We might have a. We might have a. Do we have any two use plays mixed in? No, we played Nebraska, but we only played it for one one unit. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I mean, 
uh, we're we're on fire in the world of college basketball. Some great games this weekend. Obviously, like we said, the the Oklahoma Texas Syracuse UNC or Oklahoma Kansas Syracuse UNC. There's going to be some great matchups. Saturday is a full slate, uh, so definitely going to be excited to get into that. Make sure you're staying tuned to the social media card uh, as we get our plays out as early as possible, so you can get that best line, best price, uh, and ride the action with us throughout the day uh, for college basketball. Got a couple plays going tonight as well. I believe five to be exact. Uh, you'll already be listening to this. This will, those plays will already be over. Uh, so in the meantime, make sure you're turning on our, our post notifications so you're not missing any plays, whether that be college basketball. Now that college football is over. So college basketball, NBA, NHL. Uh, we got the NFL playoffs coming up. But other than that, I think that's going to basically do it. Mackie, did you have anything else you want to add in college basketball? I just kind of wanted to highlight some of those games this weekend and, uh, Kind of shout out, make sure everyone's kind of riding along with the plays because we're absolutely killing it right now. No, yeah, we'll definitely have a few plays on, on, on Saturday. I have a full slate. We'll see some more plays this week. 15, 6, and 2 in our last 23. It's a 71.4% clip. Uh, I don't, you can't make those numbers up. I'm not going to lie. It's just insane. Um, Dude, when you sent me that record last night, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Anytime it starts with a 7, you're like, let's go. 71%. Nobody's doing that. I can promise you that. So, we can keep that one up. I mean, it's just video game numbers, but I would I would hop on now. We've been we've been pretty hot. Tonight's a big night. Five plays. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even John. know college basketball. I just blindly tail these boys and they hit it over seventy percent. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Yep, yep. There we are. <laughs> yep. St. John's up early, up eleven early, so hopefully they can hold on. We have a minus seven. Oh, shit. And a St. John's are already. I thought they were all seven o'clock. Yeah, no, it's at the garden too. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, love that. All right, Huff said it. That's pretty much all we got here this week. Like he, uh, Huff kept saying, check out our live stream and our picks that we release this week. Live stream 10 a.m. on Sunday, YouTube and Rumble. Lots of good stuff to look forward to this week in the NFL. Uh, Alabama loses recruit Wyron Williams. He de- You're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Alabama loses five-star wide receiver. So we're saving going. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of that. But um, yeah, definitely going to have to touch more on He's that stuff as the weeks come. He's going to Georgia. <laughs> or LSU. That's all. This is going to be the rise of LSU again. I already texted my cousin. That's what he said. He's like, my dad's hype because his dad's an LSU alumni. So, yeah, I think, I think obviously, SEC with the new new conferences, 12-team college football playoff next year, saving retiring is going to make things interesting. I'll tell you what, you can get really good odds in those lower teams, too, that can sneak in. I know my buddy took Ole Miss plus – 2500 or something because it's 12 team now i mean you could sneak in win a few games you're in the national i was looking at that i was looking at that too like usually the 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 seventh or eighth team was plus five thousand because they really can't even get in exactly top four teams top four teams now you can have you have out of conference you can have non-power five teams almost in it's really like betting a five seed in the nfl to win the super bowl yeah yeah and it's college football so you never know yeah it's gonna do it thanks for listening See you guys next week. Live stream Sunday for the wild card games. Um, we'll go through those three games. Is that how we're going to do that? Yep. Live stream on Sunday for the three wild card games and the Monday night uh, Eagles Bucks game. Other than that, we'll see you guys then. Uh, and stay tuned next week for our divisional uh, round episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Playoffs. Playoffs. Let's go Steelers, baby. Steelers.